Life is a journey, and God has provided songs to help us along the way. Join Scott Pauley today as we study the songs of degrees found in the Psalms. They will encourage your heart and give help for the journey ahead. On your way to the mountain, you're going to go through the valley. You remember that the psalmist was making his ascent, his, his progression up to Jerusalem to worship the Lord. That's what these songs of degrees are, these traveler psalms. They sang them along the way. And yet when you come to Psalm 130, on his way to the mountain, he's in the lowlands, he's in the valley, he's in the depths. Would you look at Psalm 130? The Bible says, Out of the depths have I cried unto thee, O Lord. We're going to read the rest of the psalm in just a moment, but let's pause there for a moment. Are you in the depths today? Are you at the bottom? Are you as low as you can be? You know, along the journey, there are these low moments, aren't there? Sometimes they are of our own making. They're of our own sin. This particular psalm is one of the psalms known as the penitential psalms or psalms of repentance. And so many times the depths are coming into our soul or we find ourselves in them because of our own failures. We're going to find out what to do in just a moment about that. Sometimes the depths come unexpectedly and uh, not planned by us at all, not because of some choice we've made, but perhaps circumstances, something that God has allowed. And maybe you're in the depths today and you're thinking, how did I get here? Maybe the greater question is, how do I get out? Well, notice that this psalm is written very intimately, very personally. It is one believer's cry to the Lord. Many of these songs are, are group songs, if you will. They are the plural and the choir is singing. But in Psalm 130, it's one man saying, I cried unto thee, O Lord. He continues in verse 2 and says, Lord, hear my voice. Let thine ears be attentive to the voice of my supplications. So the very first thing we ought to do when we're in the depths, and if you're in the depths today, the first thing you ought to do is you ought to pray. You ought to talk to God. You ought to talk to the God who is with you wherever you are. You say, well, I'm so deep, I don't know that God can even see me where I'm at or knows where I'm at. Oh, He knows right where you are. Psalm 139 verse 8, the psalmist said, If I make my bed in hell, behold, thou art there. There's no place you can go where God doesn't see you and know you. If you don't believe me, Ask Jonah. You want to talk about a man in the depths. He's in the middle of the belly of a great fish at the bottom of the sea. But what does he do? He cries to the Lord and God hears his cry. So out of the depths, cry out to the Lord. He continues in verse 3, If thou, Lord, shouldest mark iniquities, O Lord, who shall stand? But there is forgiveness with thee that thou mayest be feared. Here's a second thing you ought to do out of the depths. Out of the depths... You ought to repent of your sins. You ought to examine your own heart and say, Lord, am I in this because of something in my heart? Is there something between me and you uh, that has brought me to this point? Now, just because you're in the depths doesn't necessarily mean it's because you've sinned. We learn that in Scripture. Uh, but we should begin by asking ourselves that question and asking the Lord that question. He rehearses the goodness and the character of God. You know, when things are changing, it's good to go to the one thing that never changes, and that is the Lord's character and His nature. He says of the Lord, 
that God is merciful. He says, if thou, Lord, shouldest mark iniquities, O Lord, who shall stand? Aren't you glad God doesn't mark iniquities? The word mark here means uh, to keep count of, like an accountant. He says, God's not sitting there putting little notches for all of your failures. Praise God, I don't have those marks on me today. I could never stand in the presence of a holy God if God marked my iniquities, my crookedness, my sinfulness. Oh, praise God, the only mark on me today is the mark of mercy. The only mark on me today is the blood of Jesus Christ, God's Son that's cleansed me from all sin. He says in verse 4, But there is forgiveness with thee. Aren't you glad there's forgiveness with the Lord today? Repent of your sin. Cry to the Lord from the depths and say, Lord, I want to be clean. Get anything out of my life that would keep me from, from being where I need to be with you. Then he says that thou mayest be feared. One mark of real repentance is you don't want to stay in your sin. So he says here, I'm not only confessing my iniquities and claiming God's forgiveness, but I want to live in the fear of God. And so out of the depths we are drawn near to the Lord. I'm telling you, God does some of His greatest work in the depths. You know, I, in my reading and studying, I've discovered that Israel, by and large, were not a people that loved the sea. Uh, these were not people that were quick to build boats and go out to sea. That wasn't their character and their nature. Uh, do you remember when God delivered them, He brought them through where? The sea. He brought them through the depths. And not only did He bring them through, He took care of their enemies in the sea. He took care of their enemies in the depths. You see, the places where we don't really like to go on our journey, on our travels, that's where the Lord meets us. Oftentimes, that's where the Lord is doing His deepest work. Here's another thing you can do out of the depths. In verse 5, he says, I wait for the Lord. My soul doth wait, and in His word do I hope. My soul waiteth for the Lord more than they that watch for the morning. I say more than they that watch for the morning. Did you notice this repeated emphasis three times? He says, I'm waiting on the Lord. I'm waiting on the Lord. I'm waiting on the Lord. In your depths and out of your depths, one thing you can do, and sometimes the only thing you can do is wait. Wait on God. Wait on God's timing. He's the only one that can change it. He's the only one that can turn it. And in His time and way, He will. Wait on the Lord. I can tell you from personal experience, that's easy to preach and that's hard to live. But in the living of it, in the applying of it, you actually learn so much more about God. There's a little open secret about waiting on the Lord found in verse 5. He said, In His Word do I hope. I have found that in the in-between times in life, when you're waiting to see what God will do, when you're waiting for God to bring you out of the depths, God's Word takes on whole new meaning. In fact, the Scriptures are going to minister to you in a way unlike any other time in your life. You're going to learn more in the depths than you do on the mountain. You're going to see things, and the Spirit of God is going to teach you things about the Lord and about yourself and about life in the depths if you'll get in His Word. So if you're in the depths today, cry out to the Lord, repent of your sin, and spend time in the Word of God. Wait in His Word. And then, here's one final thing. He ends the psalm not thinking of himself. It's interesting that in this psalm where he speaks so personally to God about himself, he ends speaking about others. Verse 7, Let Israel hope in the Lord. For with the Lord there is mercy, and with Him is plenteous redemption, and He shall redeem Israel from all His iniquities. Out of the depths, begin to minister to others in the depths. This is beautiful, but the nearer you get to God, the more you realize that your needs are not the only needs. In fact, the more you get God's heart, the more you get God's heart for others. 
And so now he's not only speaking of his own depths, now he's speaking to others in the nation who are in the depths of despair and he's telling them, hope in the Lord. He's speaking to those who are in the depths of sin and he's saying, with the Lord there's mercy. He's speaking to those who are in the depths of bondage and he says, with him is plenty as redemption. He's speaking to those who are bound by their own crookedness and he says, he shall redeem Israel from all his iniquities. I've found that when I'm at my low points, one of the things that brings me out and helps me get through it is to get my eyes off of myself and off of my problems and on the needs of others around me. And when I look to the Lord and then when I look to others to try to minister God's grace and help to them, the most amazing thing happens. God begins to bring me out of the depths. You may be on the journey today and you're in the lowlands. You're in the valley. You're in the depths. But my friend, God will meet you there. And yes, God will use you there. We trust that today's study has ministered to your heart. As you read these Psalms for the Traveler, Psalms 120 through 134, God will guide you on your way. You may visit us at scottpauley.org to find additional resources. May God help you to enjoy the journey.